Welcome to episode 37 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Don't panic. Seriously, don't. Don't stop, panic. Whatever I, you I, do. I, we, we hear you. Stop freaking, stop freaking out, man. Don't panic. Everything's fine. Everything, you're not going to die, man. You're not, it's all good. Yeah. The game's not going to die, man. It's fine. It, it's fine. It's it, fine. Everything will be fine. The everything FAQ fine. says everything's going to be fine. Yeah. The FAQ. The, the, <laughs> the, we're not. All right. We're, obviously, we're talking about the new uh, uh, 40K FAQ that just came out that yeah. basically announced 8th edition. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. First. First, hobby <gasps> progress. progress. Okay. There it is. For a lot of people, it's like their favorite part of the podcast. Really? Yeah. Huh, cool. Yeah. My favorite part, actually. Oh. Because I get to talk about how awesome I paint. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, when I listen to other podcasts, yeah. like, I love listening to the independent characters, and when they talk about hobby progress, always love hearing, like, what they're working on, hmm. how they're doing it. Like, they talk a lot about basing, for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> they always talk about basing. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoy listening to people on all the different podcasts talk about what they're working on. It yeah, kind sure. of, like... It's kind of a sneak peek into their gaming life. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you get to know them a little a, bit as, as a person, right? Because I I can't play them, right? Yeah, because they're because they're know, on the other end some, of a microphone somewhere. Somewhere. Let's let's let our people let's let our, our audience get to know. Here's, us here's a, a little, little sneak better. preview into <laughs> our lives. All right. So what do we work on? I finally finished redoing the Heldrake. Oh yeah, and it is reborn in gold and blue. Yes. All right. So we had a Heldrake. And it, it's seen a lot of action yeah. on the tabletop um, as part of Alex's chaos army. Yeah, but then it had it's disappeared for a while, mostly because uh, I, I, I something happened to it. Like I think we may have dropped it or something, and yeah, the and two we put it, big wing extensions yeah, yeah, fell off. So it was on the work table for a while. That and like the new Trader Agent formations don't really eat, allow for an ease of putting a Heldrake in there. Yeah, so that was always difficult. Also, I never had finished painting it. Yeah, you never it's, finished. Uh, I was I was working on a blue. On a, it was a purple and black. Yeah, combination. But you never really liked that. I never really liked it. Your chaos army is purple. Um, yeah, and it just the hell it didn't look good. It didn't. No. So it it literally sat for over a year. Yep. On my workbench, just you know, in pieces, just staring at me. But with the relatively recent edition of the Thousand Suns. Yeah. So I, I was inspired by the look of the new Thousand Suns in the Airman Blue. Yeah. And I decided that, that the, the Heldrake would be a perfect accompaniment to the Thousand Suns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did it in the Airman Blue. I did uh, Retributor Armor, that, that gold color. Yeah. I, I spray painted the whole thing again. Sure. In that. Based it in that. I used Reichland Flesh Shade to you know, wash it. Mm-hmm. And so now you had like these recesses that were kind of brownish orangish, which looked really great and made the color, made the gold like a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. So it looked really, really great just by itself. The whole, you know, model looked really spectacular already in that gold. Yeah. And then I filled in all of the sections of the Heldrake, like, like the scales part, whatever, the, sure. the, the bigger parts. Yeah. Um, in the Airman blue that the thousand suns, you know, we have are mm-hmm. using. And so you have this super bright sort of Blue with a little touch of green in it, yeah. like the green blue, uh, contrasted against the gold, and it looks fantastic. I think it looks yeah. really striking. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah, it's it a heck nice. of a lot better than the dull purple yeah. and black that, that used to be on on the table. That was not turning out well. No. No, and it looks really great next to the Thousand Suns. Yeah, it does. It'll be a very nice accompaniment. Yeah. 
so to we, that army. Yeah, uh, um, we saw it saw some action today. Yeah, it did. Uh, we'll tell you about that later. Yeah, in our battle report later yeah. on. So stick around for that. So also, yeah, you've been working on the Iron Warriors. Yes, and you have your first. Uh, you're painting your first tax water. Let me drink some Soylent. Oh, well, he needs to. He needs the man needs to drink his uh, mm. his people. I mean Soylent. Delicious Soylent. <laughs> I'm hungry. Mm. Okay, this is not brought brought to you by Soylent, but yeah, and, you know, and I've mentioned it on the podcast because I drink it like a nerd. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So anyway, so the Iron, Iron Warriors. Warriors. So I, I I built one squad, actually yeah. two squads of Iron Warriors, two sergeants, and then uh, one Melta gun, and then one last cannon. So I had two five man squads. Yeah. And they were staying on my workbench for, I don't know, about a month or so. Finally yeah. decided last yesterday to prime it and get started. And I got totally inspired, so I started working on them. And they're, they're turning out pretty good. Oh, they're turning out great. The little, like, you added a little, like, copper-ish, like, highlights to them on, on the right shoulder pads and around their, like, torso. Uh, as well as the oxidation, which I especially love. Yeah. There's little hints of bluish there, a little bluish oxidation. Yeah. Just so, looks, mm. yeah, so I... I you know, I, I wanted to uh, to basically give them a little depth, so prime them black using Duplicolor, the automotive you know primer. <laughs> yeah, that we've talked about. I love that stuff. So they were primed black, and then I gave them a base coat of lead belcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I used Vallejo's black wash for vehicles. It's not the same as their small little vial of black wash. This is called black wash for vehicles. Mm-hmm. The pigments in there is a, are a lot, you know, sort of darker. It's it's a way more black and thicker than the normal wash. Mm-hmm. Way thicker and darker than null oil, the usual GW wash. Yeah. So the lead belcher became very dark after that, but mm-hmm. it, you had like a silvery black sort of you know looking um, set of iron warriors at that point. Then I took a dry brush, like a flathead brush. And then I decided to uh, dry brush all the Iron Warriors to bring up the lead belcher again. I did it with lead belcher. So now you had all the recess that were still dark, but now you had the highlighted areas that were bright, right? Yeah. But now they're, now they're all silver, right? And and mm-hmm. they're looking good because now, now they've got the depth because of the wash. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to uh, mirror the look of my automata, the uh, yeah, 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 the guy with the hammer. What's his the name? Ferrum Domitar. That something. Automata. Yeah, the hammer man, hammer yeah, that guy, that guy. That He's going to be a demon prince for this army. Yeah, he yes. was. He was actually played as demon prince during okay, in the past. Yeah, in our past, so he'll be. So he's got some some coppery looking highlights on his shoulder guards and across his armor. So I decided to highlight little sections of the shoulder guards mm-hmm. with uh, shoulder pads with uh, this. But bolts are gold, and then I gave it a wash of Agrax Earthshade to make yeah. it darker and deeper. Yeah, and then I decided to uh, add a little bit of that blue—I forget what it's called—nickel oxide or something. It's like mm-hmm. a this green blue. Um, it, wasn't it one of those like? The, it's they, a technical paint. Yeah, they were they released one of the like a was it GW? Yeah, it's a GW yeah, technical yeah. paint they, called nickel oxide or something. They, like they released that. like a set of them a while back. Like like yeah. there was like a blood one. There was a rust one. There yeah. was. Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, so I that one. Yeah, as long as you use it really sparingly, and I did. I just yeah, I, yeah, just a I've, little. I've like yeah, I just did little little hints of it throughout there, so your eye picks it up, but it doesn't look like the whole thing is oxidized. It looks like little sections of their armor Are is oxidized, oxidized. and it because just, they they I figure it's the Iron Warriors. They're focused on killing and being Iron Warrior yeah. dudes, 
and not so much on you know having the shiniest armor. They're yeah. not. They're not. You know, emperor's children or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not right? going to be pristine. But they're all not Death the Guard either. So yeah. they're not. They're not letting their armor just go just to waste. Go to waste they, they don't yeah. ignore it completely. But you know, it's it's been out in the field. Yeah. is my thinking. And so anyway, so that and then I took a, a Vallejo rust wash, mm-hmm. which is a, I recommend anyone who who uh, if you want to do any rusting effects. Uh, to use the Vallejo Rust Wash mm-hmm. along with the Ming Jimenez Rust Products. Mm-hmm. Fantastic way to add rust to vehicles and individual units. So I took the I took the rust, Vallejo Rust Wash in a really small brush. And on all the rivets, I added like a little drop of a little dot of the uh, rust wash. Yeah. And so now they, all the rivets seem like there's a little rust there. Oh, so cool. it yeah, that little orangey brown yeah. contrasts really well against the silver. Yeah. So your eye picks it up. And so you see like, you know, all that little yeah, thing. Yeah, and it yeah. adds, again, more detail, more depth. Probably not something you're going to notice, you know, from, you know, four feet away from the tabletop. Yeah. But if you look at the model closely, you're going to see all the detail. And it's yeah. going to look pretty cool. So that's kind of where I am. I still haven't done any any of their eyes. I still haven't done their guns. But... I mean, or, or I haven't done their bases either, but I got a lot of progress done and I'll probably finish these guys this week. So definitely by the next podcast, we'll have uh, two squads of Iron Warriors ready to go and their HQ, which is the Demon Prince. Yep. Yeah. So That'll be good. They'll be ready to field as maybe an allied group or something. Something like that. Yeah. I still want to figure out how to uh, convert Terminator models into obliterators. Yeah. That's going to be... We might have to wait for them to reissue those because they're such a bizarre and unique model yeah um and, and the original ones are ugly. The original, no no ugly. it's straight out of like the bad side of 80s heavy metal design like like yeah the iron the, those iron warriors like mark three armor that's great that's great heavy metal looking yeah yeah design. yeah that's, all these iron warriors are mark three armor yeah, yeah. And they just look fantastic they came from the uh not patrilla calf that's mark four they um, did the the um, the fall or like destruction of Pro- burning prospero burning, burning prospero yeah yeah that's where i got all, all the space marines mark burning prospero yeah yeah so the I've, I've seen conversions for obliterators using centurions one centurions are really expensive yeah <laughs> so i mean some of them will look pretty good I think I can get away. I've got some extra Terminator bodies lying around. Uh, I think yeah. I can get away using Terminator bodies, but I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do. It yeah. may involve a little green stuff. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it's... and I just don't want to stick a bunch of weapons on top of a power fist because that'll look dumb. Yeah, dumb. Yeah, so we're going to have to. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll, I'll have to figure it out. But figure I do want out. I do want obliterators from my Iron Warriors because they their rules they take advantage of it. Not that the rules are going to matter soon. <laughs> yeah uh, but don't panic don't panic don't, don't panic. just don't panic it's fine they're not gonna yeah okay we're also right. uh still working on the cultists yeah yeah, yeah made yeah, some yeah. progress on on cultists yeah, there's 20 cultists so they're moving along i i pick them up now and then and i just yeah. add a few details here and there that'll be a gradual thing yeah i've been working on different skin tones they're they're multicultural they are very multi- multicultural <laughs> yeah also, because there's just some just, white dudes, some black dudes, some Latino dudes. It's just some, you know. One <laughs> yeah, big, exactly. Cults is coming all all, 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 all shapes and sizes. All shapes and sizes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can follow the cast no matter where you come from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, I started working on the Exalted Sorcerers. Yeah. And the, yeah, they're coming along. Yeah, there's thousands of Exalted nice Sorcerers. Thing. So they're they're looking good, but there's they're gonna they're very fiddly in a lot of detail. So again, just like the tax squad, it's gonna take me along. A while to it's get. gonna take yeah it's gonna take a long time for yeah, those guys because there's okay. so much so that's it on hobby progress 
I think I covered everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, well, Grayfax. Oh, Grayfax. Oh, Grayfax. yeah, 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 yeah. Grayfax. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So, well, I think last episode or one of the episodes recently, I talked about how I hated the pilgrim hat head. Yeah. And I was looking for a oh, replacement head. Yeah. And I saw a post on Reddit where I think it was on the Warhammer 40K uh, subreddit yeah. where somebody had built the Shadow War Armageddon terrain and sort of to make it look cooler, they threw in Inquisitor Greyfax sitting on top of this new fancy terrain. But what they had done is that they had replaced the Pilgrim hat head mm. with a Scryer skull head. So it looks like it has like an iron halo, like the spiky iron halo. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a skull head, right? Yeah, the skull head. The skull head on top of Greyfax's body looked awesome, looked very John Blanche, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh it looked super awesome. So uh I totally ripped off that idea. <laughs> I found yeah. I scrounged around yeah. and I found that I had a scryer skull from a devastator set and then I clipped off all the little cabling. Yep. Right, and then shaped it a little bit. And then put it on. Put it on, and, and it turned it, out well. It oh, turned out really it, great. It looks so much better. It does. I, I put it on the uh, Warhammer subreddit under the uh, headline "A More Sinister Greyfax," <laughs> <laughs> uh, and people like it. I got. Yeah. I think I got over three hundred over three hundred upvotes on it. So it was like uh, yeah. for like twenty four hours it was a top top post. Uh, but it looked great. Yeah, I, I okay. gave her black armor and I gave her like golden highlights. Yeah, and her skull is gold too. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, she looks no, she looks a lot cooler. So, yeah, so. Um, I, and the thing is, I, I I very much enjoy painting this model. I don't know how often I'm going to feel Grayfax. No, I, I, I honestly doubt there will be many opportunities because it's a very select. It's a very um, it's a character used in a very limited number of situations since it's very focused on being anti psyker. Yeah. And there are better anti psychers to be uh, frank. Uh, the uh, what was it the. Collexus Assassin. Collexus, yeah, And the Sisters Klexus. of Silence are probably more better options. Yeah, because Sisters yeah. of Silence are cheaper. And Collexus can do more. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also stronger. It's stronger, yeah. Yeah. So. For the same points, I think it's the Collexus is way better yeah. than Grayfax. But, you know, if yeah. you wanted to do a really strong anti-Psyker army, she'd be great. Or like a story. She'll game. be in something. I'll throw her into something. Yeah. You know, or she might, if we play Shadow Wars, she may be part of a, a kill team or a squad or something. Yeah. Not as... Not as, you know, Grayfax, but just as a general yeah, yeah. inquisitor or something. Something like that. It's a cool looking model. Cool looking. All right, but thanks for reminding me. Okay, on to other things. All right, so got an invitation to play in a high level <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons campaign. <laughs> now, I have not played Dungeons and Dragons literally since high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a big undertaking we got over here. Totally. And when I did play Dungeons and Dragons in high school, I played maybe for a few months. Then we got sucked into the Traveler uh, and Gamma World and other, you know, role-playing games. Yeah. So even though I started with Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I didn't play it very long. So I have been very rusty. Along the way, old, throughout these many years, I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons-based games that have used you know the 3.5 rule set or the 4 version 4.0 rule yeah, set yeah, yeah. like Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 2 is like one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm generally familiar with the spells 
and the, the type of the type of damage that the weapons do yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff because of these video games, yeah. not because I've been playing D and D, right? Yeah. And but and you know, and you kind of always know that you know you got your tanks, you got your healers, you got your yeah. you know rogues, you got all that stuff. So, um, a friend of mine, uh, Ryan, Ryan, um, he has a game that he's been DMing for many years, and he has a group of about eight or nine people. Yeah. They've been trying to actually shrink the game. There's been too many players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a policy of uh, two seats for one. So they need to lose two bodies in order to invite some one, one, one new person in. Yeah. But that's happening right now. So Ryan said, hey, would you like to join the table? And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, it's a bunch of game, like execs from the video game world mostly. Yeah. There's some writers in there and there's yeah. some TV cr- people. But yeah, for yeah, the yeah. most part, I think it's video game people. All right. So I went and checked out the game a couple of weeks ago over uh-huh. at Ryan's house. And it was really fun. He had this uh, great, awesome table that he had uh, terrain from a company called Dwarven Forge. Yeah. That uh, just makes real realistic looking, you know, dungeon sort of t- tablescapes. Yeah. And then the scenario that they're currently in has this demon tree. Yeah. That has like these meat meat sacks <laughs> from the branches. That <laughs> when the meat sacks yeah. like fall to the ground, like a demon appears. Yeah. And so right now the group that's playing is currently in the in the fight for their lives, fighting both the demon tree. The demons that are falling from it is the fruit of the poison tree. Sure. And then there's some sort of big bad that's in the middle of the tree that's about to emerge. All right. Right? Yeah. Surrounding that is a river of blood. <laughs> and anybody who falls in the river of blood immediately starts losing their personality and, and sort of consciousness of who they are. So it's not a good thing. Not a good and thing. And already like a couple of players have like fallen <laughs> into the drink. <laughs> and they're forgetting who they are. So that's kind of where it ended. It uh, People are like kind of scrambling. There's some players that are may not survive the uh, the encounter. Yeah. But that's that's the that's the game I'm currently uh, about to join. So I decided to uh, I got I got the, the player's handbook. Yeah. And uh, decided that I wanted to uh, roll up a monk. Oh, I love yeah. monks. I love I love the martial arts aspect to it. Sure. Yeah. And do, I've been doing martial arts and boxing for years, and so if I'm gonna, you know, play D and D, I'm gonna play a badass, unarmed fist guy. Oh yeah, little did, little did I know, you're more than just like an unarmed fist guy. You essentially get just high levels. You turn into like, think Neo from the Matrix mixed <laughs> with like Kenshiro from like Fist of the North Star. <laughs> yeah, you're just you. You are punching people in rapid strikes and then making them explode you're running on walls you're you are throwing arrows back at people you don't age for yeah. whatever reason <laughs> just because yeah. yeah um you walk on what you can move on water now yeah okay you, uh i'm joining the game at six level i can't do all the things you just described but i can do a lot of them including yeah. catching arrows and then throwing them back at people yeah um, and and you do have flurry of blows. If you use, I roll up a six level monk character. Yeah, he can basically strike like four times, and he does more damage with his hands than he does with actual weapons at this point. Yeah, at that point, his armor class sixteen, so he's pretty tanky, right? Hard to hit, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and and then he can use key points to either increase his damage, do more attacks, dodge things. Yeah, or do stunning blows, which will probably, uh, you know put somebody you know on their back yeah so 
I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we just think he's super powerful, and it turns out the game is actually just <laughs> meant to scale that sort of thing. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's but, no way you can have a super uber yeah. powerful guy and not have face a everybody bunch of else being as equally yeah. uber powerful. But it, it's going to be hard to, I think, hurt him with physical attacks. I mean, and everyone could be laughing. If you play D and D, you're probably laughing at me now, thinking oh, monks aren't that OP. But he's certainly subject to magical attacks. Seems like yeah, seems like right. It. Some sort of psychic attack, or, or yeah. you know, whatever. Some sort of stasis field, or poison, or sting, those stinging insects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All Swarms those things would probably do well. Things. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So we'll find out. Oh, um, well, we don't know. It's just my first game will be on Friday. Yeah. So, so I, I'm not. Tr- we're not turning this into a D and D podcast. Yeah. This is. A, you know, we do talk about 40k primarily, yeah. but we also talk about other games. So, so I just it might to mention that I'm jumping into the world of D&D a little bit. Yeah. I know a lot of you guys probably already played. Magic and D&D are probably the next two top games that people play. Or maybe X-Wing. Maybe maybe X-Wing. Yeah. 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 But not mm. War Machine. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. If you're a War Machine player, I'm sorry for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll occasionally mention how, that, how the D&D campaign is going. But yeah. I'm, not, I'm not turning in this podcast into a D&D sure. podcast. Right. Right. Although probably more popular if it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heck of a lot more D&D players. They, they have there. people who just play D&D on podcasts. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, my friend Satine just got a gig with Geek and Sundry and her, she's doing a D&D show now for huh. Geek and Sundry, oh, which, wow. is, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And then one of my clients, Leo, he's been, he got into D&D about a year ago and he's yeah, like yeah. totally into D&D now. Yeah. It was, it was a matter of time. Yeah. No, I was gonna get sucked yeah. in no matter what. And then you and Rain probably want to play, right? Uh, oh yeah, no, we're. In, I'm interested. I, I'm interested in creating a warlock, honestly, mostly because I found out that I guess the warlock's magic is based off of being like making a deal with some sort of dark entity, and you have the option of making a deal with a Cthulhu-style like outer, like outer space god tentacle monster thing. So. Yeah, I, I am. Su- I've always been into Lovecraft. Yeah, uh, I think his, I mean, I've always loved that sort of style of like the cosmic horror. So having a character like that that can do a bunch of crazy magic that drives people insane um, sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. And because I'm the greatest parent in the world, a uh, little confession here: I yeah. would read you Lovecraft stories starting at age six as bedtime stories. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I remember I read you all of Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I remember. You read me the entire thing, yeah. Yeah. You actually, yeah, I actually still have, um, a while back, a, a little while back, uh, I got the, like, entire collection. Yeah, that was a Christmas gift Yeah, that was a Christmas me. gift. That was a Christmas <laughs> gift. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, okay, so, other games. I downloaded the, um, I, I signed up for the open beta for Dawn of War 3. Yeah. Um, the new video game. And uh, we've been playing a little. We played a little bit this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not the full campaign yet. This uh, in just, fact, the solo campaign is not part of the open beta, as far as I can tell. It's just it's only multiplayer. Multiplayer. Yeah. multiplayer. And I've only played the Space Marine faction so far. There's also Oryx and Eldar that you can play. Um, if you want, and I don't know if the podcast will be out by the time the open beta is still around, but from April 21st through 24th is when you can play the open beta. Yeah. The graphics are awesome. Yeah. Amazing. I'm not 100% sold on the gameplay. All right. Yeah. Um, it's really fast-paced. I, first off, uh, let me let me take a step back. Love Dawn of War 1. 
Yeah. Just among my favorite. They got us introduced Warhammer games. Yeah, it got us introduced. That's why we. That's why we're into Warhammer today. Because because we we really because we really enjoyed those like the first two games and we're like interested in sort of the story sort of enthralled us and like sort of the style of world it was as well as the really excellent gameplay. so yeah, yeah it, it, those are like some really essential games for us. I I love Dunn of War. I love the resource uh, building, and then the you know it yeah. was it was like StarCraft but with a extra layer of gothic goodness. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it was very cool. Dawn of War Two was fun. It felt more like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. the small squad based tactic thing. It was fun, but I didn't enjoy it as much as Dawn of War One. I, I like the bigger encounters. I like putting together armies as opposed to you know building up a squad. Yeah, and individual heroes. This is a combination of, I think, both of those two with the addition of some MOBA-like elements. Yeah. Right? With heroes and then, you know, they're taking out towers or yeah. power cores or whatever, whatever the, you know, kind of like a MOBA yeah. is, along certain tracks. You know, gathering certain resource points and then taking your hero and then and your minions and then going and taking out a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a target or something. So it's kind of like League of Legends. Um, yeah. I've never... The Dawn of War 1 series... I love the campaigns, love the stories, yeah. loved everything about the stories and then being challenged by whatever the missions were. Yeah. And then I played very little of the multiplayer and I'm, I'm terrible at uh, <laughs> Dawn of War multiplayer. I was really good at the single campaign, terrible in multiplayer. Yeah. The same thing is happening with Dawn of War 3. Yeah. I've lost every single multiplayer game. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. overrun by orcs or or other creatures, and who power find a way to power up, and suddenly I'm being attacked by wraith knights or imperial knights or whatever. And yeah, I, I just have a lousy librarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I I'm going to see how the uh, reviews come out for Dawn of War Three. I'm more likely than not to get it. Yeah, but so far I'm not sold based on the multiplayer experience. Yeah. 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 All right. Looks pretty. It, it looks nice. It looks nice. Music is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematics look great. Uh, play style, I, I just don't know if I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Then they have a, like only three factions. That's sort of a little odd. Do, um, the I, three factions to begin with, I'm sure DLC is coming down the road. Yeah, but like DLC for like, mm, I don't know. It just seems like a small number of factions to start with. Yeah. Like then like the... What, what did what, okay? So Dawn of War one, you you could play. Um, I know like it was Space Marines for the campaign, but couldn't you play like more than you could play like Orcs and Eldar and Chaos and all that, and just base? No, no, I don't think so. I I um I think you had a choice of another faction to play. It's been a while. It's been so long. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. yeah. And then different um expansions allowed you to play. Yeah, and different like, factions. They had like Necrons. Yeah, Necrons. And, like yeah, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I, Mm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. we'll 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 see how it goes. Um, I I I've also downloaded Total War Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I got a deal through Humble. You haven't uh, played it yet. Though. I've I've you played have? I've played one or two battles, and then I lost my second battle, very decidedly, and I realized that I probably am not playing it right, so I have to go back and try it again. All right. It it's you know what if you've played any of the Total War games. The Shogun Total War, Rome yeah. Total War, Medieval Total War. This is exactly like that. You know, with you got your archers, you got your pikemen, you got your, you know, long distance guys, yeah. whether they're magic users or, you know, use javelins or use crossbows. So it's, to me, I almost feel like I've been there, played that. 
Hmm. Yeah, and I, and I don't think adding the, the Warhammer units has done that much more to make it stand out for me. But again, I've hmm. only played it. I literally have played the game for like an hour. Got and it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll see. Okay. Hmm. All right. Let's take a little break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about uh, the new FAQ, talking about 8th edition. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we'll get into our battle report, all that and more when we return. Okay, we're back. All right, so world has not ended. Not in the way the way the Warhammer world ended. <laughs> <laughs> On April twenty second, Warhammer community posted a new FAQ talking about a new edition of Warhammer is on its way. Yeah, and right. basically, for those of you who haven't read the FAQ, uh, summation of it is basically as as we said, don't panic. We're not going to kill the game. Don't pa- stop panicking. Stop. So you stop it. Yeah. Um, it's it's basically a way to make you feel okay about the fact there's going to be a bunch of changes to the game. Yeah. And they're trying to basically give everybody. And like we've already heard all the rumors. We've been talking about the rumors for months now. Yeah. But this makes them all official. It's a completely different approach to how they handle the launch of Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. And I think they learn valuable lessons. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to burn their 40K army, right? I think people are getting yeah. are, are cautiously optimistic, I think, I, 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 about what is going to be, be, be said upon us. Yeah. And so this FAQ is trying to basically calm people down and, you know, warn them and also tell them everything's going to be fine. I mean, I mean, literally, one of the questions is actually, why should I trust you? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is because we're the new games the workshop, workshop guys. and now and we listen we got, to our community now. Yeah, we 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 actually care about the consumer. Yeah. So you know. All right, let's go. Down, let's go through the the different questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and just kind of unpack what what they're saying. Okay, is my army still valid? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, basically, it is. yes. So no one, no armies. Dying. All current armies are going to be supported. Is what they're saying. Can I still use all my models? Yes. Yes. Including Forge World, World models. models. So that means that on day one of launch, you're going to have uh, rules for, I guess, every unit that's out there, including Forge World models. Well, and that's a big undertaking. Um, not, I, don't think, I don't think necessarily it's going to be all Forge World models. I think they might still uh, consign the Forge World like rules to those. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, okay. Well, one of the theories that I've heard yeah, is yeah. that 40K will be the more simplified, quicker rule set. Right, eighth, ed- eighth edition. Yeah, but Horus Heresy will still be more complex along the lines of current 40k. Okay, in which case the rules for a lot of the Horus Heresy Forge rule models don't need to change. All right, but anything that gets translated into 40k, yeah, will, will be simplified. The, yeah, simplified that might rules. be. But but the way they answer the question is even Forge rule models. Yes, even all of your Warhammer 40,000 Forge world models and then there's two asterisks at which, the end of that which lead to a few of you might be wondering how the new edition of warmer 40,000 affects fort world's horus heresy rules and army list well for the moment it won't 
you can carry on using existing Warhammer 40,000 rule set for your Horus Heresy ah, games. Ah, there's the answer right there. So it's exactly what the rumors were saying. Yeah. So Horus Heresy is going to be 7th edition. You know, the Horus Heresy version of 7th edition. Yeah. And then 8th edition is going to be the new simplified rule set. Okay, so, so that, that answers a good question. Wait, did you guys blow up the universe? And the answer is, uh, nope. <laughs> you, they, they, it's basically saying, hey, there's some going to be some nice story stuff ahead and it's going to have some some maybe significant impact but like we're not going to kill the universe like sigmar yeah and i i think people needed to hear that yeah because there's going to be a lot of salty dudes who are like oh they're gonna yeah it's exactly like what happened to fantasy yeah exactly no but that that's not happening the universe is still here just that it's it's the universe is going to progress okay how can i get the rules they're going to be online. Pretty There's going to be the core rules will be for free. Yeah. Right? So I think the gaming rules, which probably be a much smaller set of rules. Yeah, will be for free. And will then they'll be probably, free and downloadable. And then they'll probably have like the whole general handbook type thing. Exactly. It lists point values and then factions if there's still going to be factions and the cost of factions. Because yeah. I think that's, that's going to become a thing now that if you want a faction, it's going to cost you extra. Um, summoning is probably going to have... You, your point limit will probably have to include any potentially summoned models. That way you don't get free models really? by summoning them in. Yeah, I heard that. That that's something oh. that that's an Age of Sigmar thing. I'm oh. I mean that's just then the, they might as well be deep striking then. You kinda. Oh, that's just not. <laughs> oh, you you like the free cheese, eh? Oh, because it was always because it was oh, it was always just dangerous enough to make it kind of risky to to try it. Ah. But yeah. it never. I never really felt that it was op- like ludicrously unfair because of how thoroughly random it was. I don't know. I haven't really encountered any like armies that rely heavily on summoning. So maybe there are broken combinations of that. I mean, I think there was. The I think whole... just they were starting to uh, appear in the yeah. tournament scene. You know, people were summoning, and then certainly the you know pink cars turning the blue cars turning the brimstone. Yeah, but that's not that's not summoning though. Well, but you could summon in pink cars. Yeah, you, you, you could know? summon in more pink cars. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Um, um, so anyway, anyway. Uh, um, free rules, and then yeah, just like just like magic, and just like Age of Sigmar, individual tweaks to the rules will probably come with the models and the units yeah. themselves in their data scrolls, you know. Hmm. So anyway, okay. So have you dumbed down 40k? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, they did. No, no. Uh, no but they, they, they say, say, they say, they say no. no. They say but no. They say they made it easier to for people to and they're basically saying they're making it more accessible but it's not going to be uh as like, it's not going to be any less complex i'm I'm not sure how they'll manage to pull that off um i, I think there's going to be a lot of things in there little tweaks that'll probably be there to save time for yeah. sure uh it, like we talked about in the last episode the elimination of templates yeah and today i saw on fayette 212 an email that talked about some of the things that will be obsolete and we'll get to some of those in a second. Mm. But one of the things that was listed was, this is for, for retailers. Yeah. They mentioned to retailers that obsolete from this point will be universal templates. Hmm. So that pretty much confirms that templates are no longer going to be part of 40 K at least not, not, yeah. not non horse heresy stuff. Well, all righty then. Yeah. Um, okay. What they say here is that they've been listening to the community, getting yeah. feedback, and now they're incorporating the feedback into the new versions of the rules. Yeah. So yeah, do with that what you shall. Yeah. Um, so also what happened to, what happens to my current codexes, man? What happens to my codexes? Put them on eBay. 
<laughs> All these codexes are not going to be on eBay because... Obsolete. Yeah, you are obsolete. The state finds you obsolete and we will blow you up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Burgess Meredith. <laughs> uh, um, okay, yeah, because uh, they say the fluff is still valid, of course, and certainly yeah. the models <laughs> and the pretty pictures of the models are still valid. But, but the rules for... Are, all of the units are no longer yep. going to be valid. It's, it's just now. It's so, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So your new Robute Gilliman model. <laughs> we don't know what that the rule set's going to be for Robute <laughs> in a few months. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah you know, you're right. Nice, Terminators nice may become good now. Your nice Trader Legions book. Oh, no. That's Wouldn't it be cool thing. if they had two wound Terminators that, you know, um, it took 3D6. They were... You know, two up, but with the three d six roll against them, or something like that, like in Shadow War. Uh, yeah, that might that might be neat. You'll see Terminators on the on the. So anyway, well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We, we don't know. We don't but know. Codex is gone. Yeah, they're just not going to be paperweights on your shelf. What's in the new starter box? And then they said, "Oh, we're doing a new starter box." That was basically just them setting up the thing. Like, yeah. oh, we can do, we're doing a new well, starter box. That'll be and cool. with new models, so that'll be neat. And yeah, those are always neat. They'll, so it'll come with rules. Yeah, no templates. No templates. Some dice and a whole lot of pretty models. Rip. Templates. Hopefully not snap fit ones though. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah, with too, nothing too static. Um, are you getting rid of points? And there's like, no, we got like the whole three way system that Sigmar has. And then everyone's like, what? What? What do you mean three ways to play? And then they're going, okay, so you got. Open play, which is essentially going to be the weird thing that Sigmar did with the like. I presume bring whatever models you want. Just just put models on the table and play because yeah. everyone wants to play like that, and yeah. no one wanted to play, wants like to play like that. And then that next was narrative, where it's like, oh, you can make a story thing if you want to do if you like campaigns. I like campaigns, so this will be nice. Yeah. Um, and then three match play, which is essentially presumably just going to be points. Yeah, just points. So that'll yeah. be nice. Um. Why should I not just stick to the current Warhammer Forty Thousand? And they're going, come on, guys, please. We've been listening to you. Please, yeah. love, this is love, what you've been asking for. This is what you wanted. It's your fault. This, <laughs> this is your all fault. your fault. We listened to you, and you don't like you, it. You petulant you, children. You made me do this. <laughs> I work and work and work, but you're never satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, will the rules be updated annually? I love the General's Handbook. What a great idea. <laughs> well, actually, this is a great idea because yeah, this is nice. literally they could, anytime that they wanted to tweak the rules, they, they can just, just do an online update they'll just do an and update. then suddenly, you know, sudden, that like, thing that was broken is now fixed. Yeah. So everyone, if someone's like, oh, this is way too powerful or, oh, this is, this is not, this is so underpowered. Wraith they Knights. can go. Wraith Knights. Wraith Knights. Kill yeah. <laughs> Wraith Knights. Oh, the Eldar Shuffle. Um, yeah. So that, that's nice. So it'll, it factors into their whole like community new community outreach so that'll right. be cool so yeah so that's cool i haven't played 40k in a while uh, join us join the, the collective 40K. we are uh, we're gonna be a lot friendlier to, to noobs <laughs> right uh I, I guess it's gonna be a lot easier to play and so yeah. we'll have a new starter kit so blah that'll blah blah nice. blah yeah why should i trust you <laughs> which yeah. is which is the funniest because they know they know their community so well if if they if they know to put the why should I trust you, right? <laughs> right. Well, it's I think 
the community has turned around on forty on on GW on, for yeah for a lot for a lot of it yeah and be, through through the massive efforts but, that GW has put yeah. in a Facebook page the Warhammer community you know outreach the videos but the, at, the painting tutorials but at the same time I I think that a lot of people are still sort of suspicious of Eighth Edition. Because again, it was well. That's because because no because uh, salty everyone, John is always suspicious of but, any change. Well, then there, there's always gonna be salty Johns, but also the fact that the initial rollout of Age of Sigmar uh, was so there was a lot of controversy over that, and a lot of people hated it. So there's gonna be there's there's going to be some um, tension if they're gonna seriously revise 40k in this way. Yeah. So I think this and um, their outreach. All all outreach um, efforts are yeah geared toward avoiding everything they did wrong yeah. in Age of Sigmar launch. I, I think it's I, I still think it's fairly encouraging. So I I think so too. So I, I I think that more players than not are going to give them a chance. I yeah. think I, I think if this had been handled the way Age of Sigmar was handled for 40k, yeah, it would have been a disaster, and then people would have been leaving the game in droves. Yeah. Um, also, I think that if they had tried to do this, even in this nice way, like two years ago, without all of the good work in community outreach that they've yeah, been doing, yeah, this would have been. They wouldn't have been well received, and we not we wouldn't have trusted them. Yeah. But, but I think they've earned our trust. Yeah. Because now you're seeing um, GW at certainly at Age of Sigmar tournaments and yeah. actively participating in those tournaments. But now they're showing up at some of the big, you know, 40k events like Adepticon and and the Las Vegas Open. Yeah. Worth actual, you know, reps from the game there to answer questions and be part of the community and you know do live broadcasts from from these events. Yeah, that's that kind of outreach. Yeah, yeah, uh, has great. gotten the community to totally, I think, turn around. Some people know, you know, they that's it. They broke my trust. But when when they, you know, nerfed my army, blah blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. Some people know. just, yeah. But, yeah. but for the most part, I think people are like, hey, we love 40k. Yeah, we want 40k enjoyed. to succeed. Yeah. Right, so I think we, as a, an entire community, are rooting for Eighth Edition, we, and we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, at least initially. I mean, because if if it is bad, yeah, we should say as much. But I thus far signs have been relatively encouraging. So, yeah, I, I, I'm looking for look if, if we can play the game faster, yeah, quicker, and in a more logical way, yeah, I mean, you know, and still, you know like have fun by rolling dice and yelling at the results yes right yeah then i'm all for it I agree. because right now to play an 1850 game can be four or five hours of work yeah. right it, plus the setting so up and tearing down and all that stuff so if we can if we can shave an hour off of that and still have a lot of fun i'd be I'm fine with that all for it all right now then where can i find out more Oh, well, we have this website that you're looking at right now, so the Warhammer community and all that. Uh, I love it. I want it. When can I have it? Very soon. Okay, thank you for the non-answer. Uh, what do I do now? Buy our models. All right, so let, let's go back to when, when, when is it happening. All right, so they said you'll be playing the new Warhammer this year, but I'm still hearing that a June release is probably the most likely. Yeah. Okay, they did Age of Sigmar, I think they did it in July, but I think the retailers, just based on my conversations with different stores, and they don't they don't really know for sure either, but it's yeah. I, I think it's gonna be June. Right? Where maybe why would they announce this now and then let this go on for five, four or five months? 
That, that that wouldn't make any sense. Releasing the FAQ now to me tells me that you know they're probably a month or two away from actually releasing the eighth edition. Yeah, that's, you that's can't. You guess. can't. Yeah, yeah they're, not, just, they're not going. They're not going to do this preliminary stuff unless that they have it fairly soon. That's right. They're laying the groundwork down. They're going to let this sort of get into people's heads, and then people will be talking about it, just like we're doing on the podcast. Yep. And then they'll be releasing more information, get us all excited. Yep. And then, boom, the eighth edition bomb drops. Right. But it yeah. won't be a bomb. It'll be a bomb. It'll be. It'll be a uh, large explosion rippling throughout the community. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, like in <laughs> like in the Eye of Terror, releasing demons into the universe. <laughs> um, you could put it like that. Hopefully not. Hopefully okay, not like that. Okay, all right. So all right. I'm looking forward to more information as it gets sent to us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopeful. We're yeah. hopeful. And they're encouraging us to buy a bunch of models in between now and then yeah. get our armies ready. Prepare yourself. Right. Mortal fools. So I guess the take-home lesson is um, don't buy any codexes right now. Don't. Don't right. do it. Don't do it, man. Right. I, I know I know you want that codex. Uh, I know you want an interest in starting that new army. Right. Wait. Wait for a little while. Yeah. And then, then you can. <laughs> right. And you know what? I, I If they were smart... Yeah. If they were really smart, and I think they are, oh um, yeah, wouldn't it be cool to have in the starter box Sisters of Battle? That would plastic be. Sisters of Battle that, that, in the starter box, guaranteed sales right there. Boom! It's just that's that would be great. That yeah. would be fantastic. That'd be that would just right. Their their eyes would light up like dollar signs as they saw the sales numbers. Totally, totally. I mean, and what a great way to introduce, yeah. you know, an army that everybody's been wanting and then give and give Eighth a chance. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, mm. they may do Space Marines and Orcs again. Mm. <laughs> I kind of doubt it. I doubt it. Um, yeah. it. One of the sides will probably be Space Marines of some kind. It, an Imperium side for sure. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they've broken up the, just kind of like Age of Sigmar, you know, how there's death and order and all that stuff. They've broken up the, uh, the factions into three... Big well, categories. It, I don't think they're gonna do that. Imperium, Xenos, yeah, and no, Chaos. I, I saw the. I saw the. They made a website. Yeah. That basically, basically, it was like an, an intro to the yeah. game for people who are new. Um, I, I don't think they're gonna make the three major factions because the Xen, mostly because all the Xenos races. It would make no sense for them to be. Yeah. Why would they work with each other? The Tyranids aren't gonna work with Eldar, who aren't gonna yeah. work with Necrons. They're just they who aren't going to work with orcs. They're just not. They don't don't like each other. No, I I don't think that's going to happen. But, I don't think they're trying to like unify them in the way they've done with uh, Sigmar. But but they're probably gonna. I think they're probably gonna go expand. Spend a lot of time expanding chaos. Yeah. Uh, with you know like uh, with all like the corn demon kin and the thousand suns recently, and then they're gonna release Death Guard fairly soon, and that'll be cool. So I think they're probably gonna make an effort to make chaos a larger thing, maybe a bit. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to make it as lar- as large as the Imperium, in terms of how many armies there are. Right. But I think they're probably going to approach that size. Sisters versus Death Guard, starter box. <laughs> that would be. That would be <laughs> that's cool. a must get. That's a must get. That's kind of. That's a, a must get. That's a have to buy. Oh I have my to buy god, that would be so good. That would be pretty nice. I, I want that. All right, I want a new Sisters army. <laughs> and you want a new Death Guard army. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we've talked this through. Yeah. All right. So let's take a little break. When we come back, our battle report, which pitted the Death Watch versus the Death Guard. 
the results when we return. We are the angels of death. We are the fine blade that pierces the heart. We are the death watch. And this sector will not fall. Okay, we're back. We decided to do a little bit of old hammer and <laughs> limit ourselves to one source and one CAD. Yep. Okay, no factions, no allies, nothing funkadelic, right? Yeah. 1,500 points so we could play it fairly quickly. Yeah. And then keep keep like pure and simple 7th edition CAD Warhammer. Yeah. Just just pure and straight. Pure and straight. All right, so we didn't also didn't tell each other what armies we were going to choose. We feverishly we, we, hovered our over because sometimes we, we discuss in advance. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, oh, what do we, what do you want to play, man? And yeah, like, like, who oh. do you want to play, and what would be interesting for the show, and blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Right, but this time we just sort of like, jealously guarded our battle scribe lists. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, why don't you talk about uh, your Death God army? Well, alrighty then. Um, mine was fairly small, I'd say, mostly because. Uh, those uh those Nurgle that Nurgle tax gets a little expensive. It's not really a tax though, because it's plus one toughness, and who doesn't love plus one toughness? But basically, the Death Guard my Death Guard army consisted of a Chaos Sword and Terminator armor uh, with a Chain Fist because I like Chain Fists, man. Um, it consisted of a Terminator squad with uh, Power Fist and. The Terminator Sergeant had a power sword and a heavy flamer. And unfortunately, no, they did not get into a Land Raider. Two squads of Chaos Space Marines, um, both in Rhinos, and both with um, Melt-A-Guns. As well as two squads of Chaos Bikers, uh, all with, actually all with two Melt-A-Guns. And the Sergeant had a Combi Melta, as well as a Heldrake. Finally, that's back. Um, and two squads of Havocs with four last cannons in each squad and an Imperial Bastion with an ammo store. That's the list. Okay, 1,500 points. Yeah. Okay, I took a combined arms attachment that included uh, Watch Captain Artemis. Mm. He comes with the Hellfire Extremist Bolt gun. Bolt. Um, a power sword, and then something called the stasis bomb. Oh, yeah, this is great. Which is a, you can trade all your attacks for just one attack that is, if you hit, it's a D, D weapon, AP1. But if you but miss. But if you miss, it's a, your captain gets hit with a D, D weapon. <laughs> D strength, AP1 hit. Okay, so he's my watch captain. Um, I also, as another HQ, brought a chaplain with a jump pack, and uh, he had a plasma pistol. Um my elites, I had two sets of Vanguard vets. Uh, one set had uh, all lightning claws. This mm -hmm. five-man team with all lightning claws. My chaplain was going to accompany them. Yeah. Okay. And um, another team of Vanguard vets. One had a plasma pistol and power sword, and the rest had bolt pistols and power swords. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Power swords are five points each, so that's why I took them. Uh, finally, my final elite was a venerable dreadnought with an assault cannon a power fist and a storm bolter in a drop pod. And for my troops, I had a six-man veteran team in a Razorback. The Razorback had an assault cannon on it. And the veteran team mm -hmm. was all bolt guns and chain swords. 
uh, with one veteran with a, a Infernus heavy bolter. That's yeah. the gun they can. It's a heavy bolter and also is a heavy flamer. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I took another veteran team. Sure. That consisted of uh, nine vets. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them had combi melters. Yeah. Right. Two of them had the Death Watch frag cannon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the rest had uh, bolt guns and chainswords. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were in a, in a drop pod and Captain Artemis was going to accompany them. And then finally, I took a Corvus Black Star as a gunship. Um, I actually stuck my veteran uh, Vanguard, the, the ones with the power claws, yeah. lighting claws. I stuck them in there with a the chaplain. Um, and that was my list at 1850. Okay. So... Uh, we plan a four by four table. We uh, got Eternal War as mm-hmm. our uh, mission. The one that was all kill points. Mission two. Yeah, all kill points. Yeah, we did not expect all kill points. No. So that was a little. Okay, so I wanted to roll off. Yeah. Uh, and so I went first, and I deployed basically one. You deployed back. Yeah, you deployed razor back, and that <laughs> I was. I deployed it. one razor back, and that was it. But you went. Yeah, I, I deployed. Um, I deployed my bastion with my havocs inside and havocs on perched up on another uh, perched up on another piece of terrain. Um, my bikes were both out and both my rhinos were there, but my Heldrake and my Terminators were both in reserve. And you had positioned your havoc so that they had pretty good line of sight on my on my Razorback. Yeah, yeah. With my uh, veterans inside. All right, so my my turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved the Razorback. A little bit. Yeah, you did. Right. And then I shot with the... Actually, a drop pod came in with um, my a drop with my uh, Venerable Dreadnought. And um, he attacked your Havocs, ended up killing the sergeant, the guy that didn't have the last cannon. <laughs> yes. The guy. I, I put them specifically in front because I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, they exactly. Don't have, like, they don't have any like special... They don't have a signum or they don't. They don't have a signum. They're chaos. So it's like right. So and, and I, we're all fearless. So what do I care? Yeah. So I, I the drop pod, uh, the dreadnought killed uh, killed them, and then um, my assault cannon. Um, I think I ended up putting a couple of wounds on something. That I, I think I put a couple of wounds on a razorback. You or yeah. on a rhino, a rhino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that was that was it for my my turn one. Um, yeah. So I was now in your backfield with a drop pod and a dreadnought, and then my um, my razorback was sort of like. Still on my side of the table. My my turn one was also relatively uh, uneventful. Uh, I took some shots at your uh, Dreadnought um, and did one whole point of damage. I killed your Razorback, though. Yeah, um, that got you first strike. That got me first strike. Yeah, we, yeah, we the house rules. We did it with first strike yeah. rather than first blood. Um, yeah, and, and that was it, really. I just sort of... I moved, I positioned my, um, my bikers to better shoot your... Um, your dreadnought, and I think they were. The, I think they were the one who did the whole point. I'm not sure. And I moved my rhinos up a bit. Yeah. And so that was kind of it. My uh, my uh, veterans inside the uh, Razorback got out. Yeah. Right, but they were kind of far away from your army, so yeah. they were they were going to have a long foot slog over open ground. Yeah. In order <laughs> to try and reach you, <laughs> but that's that's what happens when their when their transport blows up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so my turn two. My Corvus Black Star did not come in. No. Right? But my assault veterans, or my Vanguard, one group of Vanguard veterans, the one with the power swords and bolt pistols. Yep. They jumped in. 
Yeah, and your and then uh, my drop pod that yeah. contained my ten man veteran squad along with the uh, nine man nine man veteran squad with Captain, Captain Artemis. Artemis. Yep, they dropped down right behind your your bikers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my plan was <laughs> to yeah okay so surrounding the bikers yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I you, had a drop pod yep with I had a drop pod I had two drop pods yep. okay I had a dreadnought yep I had the um, Vanguard vets mm-hmm. with the Bolt pistols and chain swords, mm-hmm. bolt guns and chain, uh, bolt pistols and chain swords, uh, power swords. Sorry, power sword. and then I had this ten man unit yeah, that included sure. Captain Artemis. So I thought for sure I was going to kill your bikers, but your bikers are toughness six. Feel no pain with feel no pain. Yep. Oh my god! So two Death Watch frag cannons. They can shoot twice. Yep. Two templates twice. So I had like twelve. Template hit strength six, AP four. Twelve. Four. 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 You had four template hits to start off with. Oh no, 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 no. No. Okay. I had I had twelve. Because, twelve. Yeah, because I covered them with three times. Yeah, each, yeah, yeah. You had, right? you had, you had twelve. Yeah, twelve. Uh, All right. Wounds. So twelve strength six template hits. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so automatic hits. I think I failed to wound on some of them. Yeah. And then I But just, then the ones that I did that did get through you made all your freaking feel no pains. <laughs> oh my god! So so that didn't work. Yeah. Then I used uh, the AP three rounds. Yep. On the uh, I'm, I, I was honestly surprised you didn't use your uh, poison round. I thought yeah. Uh, I thought that uh, you had a greater chance of making your um, your three up armor save. Mm. So I, I should have used my poison round as it turned out. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I used the AP three rounds and uh, I, I think I lost a guy. Because it got hot. Yeah, because it got hot. Yeah, that's yeah. how you lost the guy. Um, oh, oh yeah. Uh, also, I my mission tactics that I had chosen for Death Watch was to kill, um, to kill uh, heavy, heavy, yeah, heavy support, heavy support. Um, and then these, uh, the the uh, captain here had uh, like yeah, his he ability a, was he, he could give he could give he well, he had an, he had a relic that gave him an additional um, uh, mission uh, tactics. Yeah, so he could uh, he he chose uh, uh, fast. Fast units so we can kill the bikers. Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't anyway, work. I killed one biker. You killed with, one biker. With all of the fire that, that they drew, including the the, the dreadnought shot yeah. into them. It was a stupid toughness six that really did it. And then and then you'd always make your feel no pain. They whenever anyone yeah, got I, through. My armor save or my feel no pain would just be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So that that didn't work out too well. Uh you you ended up assaulting with the dreadnought and and even then, you only killed like one in that in that yeah, round of assault. Right. So at the end of the turn, I'd killed I'd killed two, two bikers, two, two bikers. Right. So totally ruined my plans. Yeah. My plan was to eliminate that unit, and then suddenly I it, now my dreadnought is stuck in combat with the biker. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was my turn too. My uh-huh. turn too. The terminators came in as well as the Heldrake. Uh, rather than. Since everything was showing up in my backfield, I figured, okay, I don't need a deep strike, my Terminators, because all the action's right here. So I, I just walked him in. I just walked him in right behind your veteran squad with Captain Artemis. It took me by surprise. <laughs> I always expect your Terminators to deep strike in the fact that, yeah, I was right. I was, I was like a few inches away from your backfield, and you just casually walked up. Oh, hey guys, Terminators <laughs> what's, here, what, what's Chaos going on? Lord here. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on in this neck of the woods? <laughs> oh, and I'm like, I had a sinking feeling like this is not going to go well. <laughs> um, I have a lot of AP three stuff, but these guys are Terminators. 
Yeah, uh, and then the Heldrick flew in as it as it would normally. So my hell actually it wasn't it wasn't really that great of a turn, even despite the surprise of the Chaos Terminator showing up. Like the Heldrake uh, roasted four dudes, so that happened. Uh, yeah, it was, was it a, was the four um, four Death Watch vets from the uh, Razorback yeah. that had blown up. They had blown up, and yes. then my Ka- my Chaos Rhino went to like pursue them. Um, my bikers started to another squad of my bikers started to turn around and try to get in on the action. Um, I blew up actually. I think this turn. It was because I sh- I shot you out of your veteran squad. I only killed like I had killed your heavy thunderhammer guy, which I was happy about. But and it did yeah. two wounds on Artemis. But beyond that, I didn't do much damage. And then I think one of my squads of um, havocs aimed their last cans at the drop pod next to your uh, to that vet squad and blew it up. Right. So you killed the drop, and then my dreadnought was able to kill the final biker yeah, in and that, that during round that of combat. Yeah, so that was a that was a pretty good pretty good turn for you. Hey, not great, but not great. pretty good. Um, okay, next next turn. Uh, so my Corvus Blackstar comes in from reserve. Yeah, right. It's got the Vanguard vets with the lightning claws yeah. and the chaplain in there. It comes in and immediately aims for the Heldrake. Yep. And I shot three Stormstrike missiles and my assault uh, cannon at it. Yeah. And you elected not to jink. Uh, no, I did jink. Oh, you did jink? Oh, that's right. You did jink. You did did jink. jink. We had a conversation about that. You did jink. Stormstrike missiles did their job. One got through and ended up blowing blowing up the Heldrake out of the sky. I cracked every time. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I rolled. I I I rolled a hit, and then I rolled a six on the on the end table. As soon as I saw, I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" It's such a good unit, and I'm oh new model syndrome. It's back on the table. Yeah, back on the table. So of course it's gonna die fast. Yeah, it died. Yeah. yeah. So so that was that was good for the Corvus. Um I th- it may not have earned its point back, but it was it was off to a good start. Yeah. Uh my dreadnought made its way over to what was going to be a big fight between yeah. um my vets that had come in the recently exploded drop pod yep. and then your terminator, you know, death yeah. death star with the Chaos Lord and the Terminators. So he made his way over there. But mm-hmm. my plan there didn't go quite quite so well. My my vanguard vets with the uh, power swords they jumped up and decided to uh, threaten your havocs that were in ruins. Yes, you know, at the very high top of a cathedral. Yeah. Um. So they they flew up there with their uh, jump packs, um, and they they ended up killing I think three of them in or two more two of them in this round, right? And you ended so. up, you ended up killing one of them. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I decided to assault your Terminators and Terminator Lord. And I mistakenly thought that my Dreadnought could assault through my guys. But when we read the rules, when you assault, you nope. can't you can't assault through even friendly models. Yeah. So I had to do the assault first with um, Artemis's veterans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't make a difference because in Overwatch, nothing happened, I think. I I think it made a difference only because well, I, mean, I didn't want those extra. I, uh, because the moment I saw like the dread, I was like, "Oh no, it's gonna get like six attacks on a charge." Yeah, and it has like a bunch of AP two stuff at initiative. That's yeah. I lost an attack. Me. I did lose an attack. You lost. Yeah, yeah. You lost an attack. So I was yeah. really uh, keen on making sure. Yeah. Well, that, it worked out well. It and I remembered. Out. Oh yeah, you can't move units. <laughs> right. So that that worked out well. I, I forgot about that rule. Um, yeah. but you remembered. Yeah, I did. Thankfully. All right, so um, 
in that assault, things didn't go so well because the it started off well. It started I, off well. I got a lot of hits with the with the dreadnought. Yeah. I think I got like four or five uh, hits, and they're hitting at AP two. So you needed to make your five up. Uh, I needed. I I had to make my uh, five up. Feel saves. no pain. Uh, no, it was involved saves. Involved saves. Oh yeah, I couldn't even make my feel no pains. That's right, because it was. Uh, and then so I was like, I had like four uh, involved saves to make at five up, and I'm like, oh no, I'm this is not gonna end well <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah. And then I roll. I look down and I see two fives and two sixes, and I'm like, "Oh I'm like, my! I'm, like, I'm gonna win this thing." <laughs> this is not good. This is not good. Oh, I was so happy. So I think my other my my vets pretty much whiffed. I think I had I had like 21 attacks with my vets. Yeah, nothing. And I that. ended up I ended up doing two wounds. Yeah, and which two which wounds. of course with you know turning armor, armor, I was just like, ah, you rolled your you you made your armor save. So. Yeah. So that did not go well. And then, thankfully, because I had the chain fists and the power fists and whatnot, Dreadnought dies right after and makes its attacks. Yeah, that was bad for me. That was super bad for me. Because the one I took out the Dreadnought, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to win this thing. I can, I can, <laughs> I can, I can win this combat. Because when the Dreadnought entered, I was like, oh no, I'm, this is not going to go my way. Because he's just going to mulch my people. It won't even be fair. Thankfully, with those like clutch uh, invuln saves, it, I think it saved the game for me to be. It, for, it for totally time. saved the game for you because I would have I would have wiped out that that squad. But it turns out that I, without a dreadnought, it's really hard to kill those guys. That toughness five, toughness five, feel, feel no, no pain, pain, and uh, two up armor save. Uh, Terminators are way better when they're Death Guard Terminators. Yeah. <laughs> way better. way better. Okay, um, so that's that's how that that's how that ended. I think you ended up killing some some of my vets. I killed like one vet that turn because I mo- I oh, spent yes. most of my time killing your dreadnought. That's right. Okay. Um. All right. So I think next turn rolls around. Yeah. Or, uh, my next turn rolls around. I'm still like chasing around uh, your two veterans yeah. in my chaos right now. My, my, my former Razorback occupants are of, still running around the field in some sort of 1930s silent comedy film escapade you keep shooting melt at them and your melta keeps missing my melta kept missing like for some reason he, yeah all your melta shots all my melta shots just kept missing yeah from whatever i shot just whenever i shot melta it just whiffed yeah somehow it, it was should really have called, it should have been called missa it was <laughs> it was a terrible joke it was i know it's a dead joke <laughs> it was yeah it was really infuriating so that, that was unfortunate but I think I think I didn't really do much in terms of shooting. Uh, Laz cannons uh, whiffed against your Corvus Black Star. My uh, my other squad of bikers just sort of ran like rode up and did like a shot on the uh, drop pod, which didn't do anything. Yeah, I think that was it in terms of shooting. Uh, in comp and assault, I continued to kill all of your. Um, veterans i think i wiped them i i took them out to three but what happened was part, that okay so what happened yeah, is that is you great. challenged yeah and i my terminator sergeant specifically because yeah, terminator sergeant yeah challenged and then i accepted now at this point artemis has one wound left yeah he has one he took uh two wounds took when two i shot wounds. at him that's right um so <laughs> i decided i have a shiny toy it's a d-strength toy called the stasis bomb <laughs> i could trade all my attacks for that thing and i'm like you know what Strategically, does it make sense for me to A, accept the challenge, and B, use a stasis bomb with one wound left? But 
life isn't made for strategic decisions all the time, right? <laughs> Got to have some fun. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm going to take it on. And, and I'm higher initiative. Yeah, you are. So you, you're hitting first. <clears throat> so I really should have used my attacks, but instead I used my stasis bomb. So I trade all my attacks for one, one roll. <laughs> because I was a higher weapon skill, I needed to roll you, a three. You needed to free up, yep. Yeah, so I, of course, rolled a two. <laughs> so I roll a two, <laughs> which really, means that the D-strength stasis bomb goes off in <laughs> Artemis's hands. <laughs> we roll on the table. It does 10. It did, D, it did uh, D6 plus six, and we rolled a four. So it did 10 wounds. 10 wounds on him. So I have an invuln save. So right on the first invuln save, I roll a one. So he's dead. He's dead. He's just he's dead. You got Slay the Warlord. You got an independent character. And now I... There's this dramatic challenge. Terminator and now, and now to, I can't change my mission tactics. So I want, the yeah. whole part, I, I wanted to change my mission tactics to go after your uh, yeah. your, your Terminator squad here. But now it's... But now I can't. Yeah. Because my captain is dead. Okay. Um, and then everyone else, it basically, from the, the rest of the fight consisted of... Of you killing my yeah. <laughs> my guys, basically, at this point. Yeah. There's nothing they can do. I mean, I would I would attack back, but no, you, you kept making your armor or feel no pain. So it was, it was, it was, they were doomed. Um, yeah. So de- lesson here, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Death Watch isn't great against um, Toughness 5, feel no pain, uh, Terminators two. with two-up armor. Yeah. Yeah, they're not just, they're built not for that, for not the most for part. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so your turn rolls around next. So my turn rolls around. My Vanguard vets come out of the Corvus Black Star. Yeah, the one with the chaplain. Yeah, uh, they come out and they, they take aim at your bike, your Chaos Bikers, yeah. your second your second squad. They shoot at them with the, pla- well, the, the chaplain has a plasma pistol or and yeah, yeah. Uh, shoots but misses. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. But then in the assault, they come in and they wreck their house. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up losing one in that fight. Yeah. You lost one guy. I lost one guy. Other than that. Yeah. It was uh, very one-sided. My other Vanguard vets, uh, they finished off your Havocs. Yeah. Right? So they were, they basically finished off the two other Havocs. So there's three of those guys left. And now they're looking down at your remaining, your second unit of Havocs. Yeah. And sort of setting them up for the next turn. I, I ran my, my remaining vets, the ones from the uh, Broken Razorback. Yeah. They kept running away because I didn't want to give you a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they run further away. And then I think uh, we continued the assault with the uh, yeah. with the Terminator. And I think that's when you sort of wiped them. I think that's the last turn I wiped them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, my turn rolled around. And then uh, my Terminator's made a little bit of a consolidation move after the killing. Um, and then I see your... Um, you're now open. You're now open Vanguard vets, right across from me, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's a nice target." But then I realized, wait a minute, hold on. My like my las cannons are probably gonna die very soon, and I'm not gonna get them back. And that's the only thing that could really feasibly kill the Corvus Black Star. That no, assuming Corvus at I, this point. I think this was ha- this happened in the fifth turn. This is still the fourth turn. So. You had, they ended up not, I think the combat continued with the Terminators um, at, mm-hmm. at this point, because I had already wiped out your second Havoc team before you made this determination. Uh, yeah, because my... No, 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 but, no, no, but the, uh, the assault for the, um, no, 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 your chaplain assault happened during this turn. Remember? Because... Oh, are you talking they, about the Chaos Bikers making these... The making Chaos Bikers. Yeah, the Chaos Bikers. Oh, the, after the Chaos Bikers yeah. died, yeah. Th- those two combats ended on the same turn. Yeah, okay. Remember? I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So those, those two combats ended on the same turn. Um, so I see the, that, and I realize, oh, wait, no. 
the <laughs> the Corvus needs to hover, and it's hovering right it, now. It was hovering, and I can assault it. it. Yeah, and this is my like maybe my one chance to kill it at this point. Yeah, because I, I didn't have much else that could really do anything, because uh, you killed the majority of my havocs, and my meltas were just whiffing anyway. So I don't think they were gonna be able to hit a flying Corvus Black Star. So and it's like a shorter charge range. So I go for it, and it works. Yeah, you kill you, you, you kill my Corvus. I um, killed the Corvus. Assaulted it. I, I ended up. Uh, so yeah, so you took that down. I, I ended, ended up, up killing your your havocs. Yeah, ended up killing my havocs. I I actually ended up killing your the last two veterans because I finally. Yep. You finally I, caught up with them. I finally caught up and then just jumped out the rhino and just <laughs> yeah pulled off a Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rapid fire bolters. That worked. And we ended up uh, doing five turns. Yeah. And the game stopped after five turns. And then when we did all the tally, it was eight to six. Yep. Yeah. I had killed like five units and then I had line breaker and then you had gotten eight points because you'd killed a bunch of units and then you got two points for killing the warlord. Mm -hmm. One for warlord and one for the independent character guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was close. It I mean, was actually. Very I think close. it had gone an extra turn. There was a chance there for me was a to chance. for me to tie it. I don't know if I could have beaten you. Yeah, but I think I could have tied. You you could have been able to do something. Uh, but it was really a. It played fast and it played really fun because I think both armies were pretty strong. I got to tell you, the Death Watch is great against equal or lesser type of units. Yeah. But when it comes to facing high, um, like really high, high armor, high, high, armor, high toughness, especially yeah, toughness. if they have feel no pain, it, they they falter a bit because they're they're still space marines, so they're going to die. You know, they have three up saves, and they don't have any other yeah. special you know saves. For the most part, they don't have invuln saves or feel no pain. Yeah, so they're going to die pretty quickly. Or like normal Space Marine do. Yeah. So you just outlasted them. And, and then you made a clutch, a clutch saving throw. That 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 really was. That was the game right the, there. That was the game right there. Those With four. Made, yeah, when those four Terminators. Uh, made All made their invulns. I was like. Because oh. if I had wiped that squad, which with the Dreadnought was you very capable you of. You would have gotten like, uh, you would have gotten three points right there. Yep. I would have gotten three points right there. Plus you wouldn't have been able to hold back. Suddenly I would have had all of these veterans. Yeah, running around free. Yeah, exactly. And, and it would have just have done it would have wiped that. out the rest of your army. Yeah. But you know what? That's what makes this game fun. Yeah. Is that sometimes sometimes the improbable happens and it everything turns around. Yeah. Because at one point, again, you declared, that's it, it's over. Yeah. I think when your Heldrake exploded, you're like, that's it, it's over. I was like, oh, no. I'm done. I'm, I've lost. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't like gonna give up. I was like, oh no, I'm I'm probably gonna lose this one now. Cause it's just right. My Heldrick's blowing up. Man, I'm gonna get assaulted by a dreadnought. Um, what? I can't. And all, I can't recover from this. Right. And then. <laughs> but then you made that save. You made that save. This is what makes 40k great. Yeah. Is that when a roll like that happens, everyone yells. Everyone's like, because it's crazy. because it's crazy. It's, yeah, like, it's crazy. Well, I can't believe this. Yeah. Right. So it it was it was a fun game. It was relatively fast. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I like playing at 1500 points. I do too. It just it just makes everything time move a little bit faster, but it's still just as fun. Really. Yeah. So that's our version of eighth edition. <laughs> what if, if just, that's eighth edition? Just from now on, fifteen hundred points is the maximum anyone can play. That's it. Otherwise, that's it. it's the same thing. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's the same game. <laughs> Nothing's. That's our. They pick. just resell you the old, the rule book from last time. Yeah. It's, it's, exactly. But your whole codices are worthless now. <laughs> 
Come on, because they contemplate points more than 1,500. <laughs> okay, that's just dumb. Okay, I guess that uh, wraps that episode 37. Yeah. We encourage you to come visit us on our Facebook page. We'll have a picture of the Hell Drake and uh, the, the New Thousand Sons, and we may put up a picture of the, uh, the Iron Warriors in progress. Come by, say hi, leave a leave a message, post a photo. We like, mm-hmm. like seeing photos from people who are working on different things there. Our email is the eye of terror podcast at gmail.com. So please write and let us know your thoughts about the show, ways we can make it better, topics to cover, and anything you want to tell us. Apart from that, uh, remember to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your fine, fine podcasts. So with all that, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.